Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, and the lead teacher, blogger, and owner of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy. This is episode 45. I'm so glad you're with me to talk today about still eating healthy when you're on a budget. This money is hard-earned, hard-won for all of us, no matter what our occupation is, and we want it to go as far as possible. And in particular, I'm answering a question from Debbie today who wrote in that she and her family are trying to um, pay off their debt. And so where they might have money to spend on real food or healthy food, they're trying to put as much as they can toward paying off the debt, and so that makes still eating on um, a budget hard for them start still eating healthy on a budget hard for them. So I'm going to be sharing tips on that. So here's a couple housekeeping notes. Welcome to live viewers. I'm so happy you're with me. Um, Whether you're here with me live or you're checking this out later through the video or through the podcast replay, uh, the show notes are ready for you. Tradcookschool.com slash AW045. That's for episode 45 and AW is for Ask 40. Um, Also, uh, if you're on... Uh, Facebook Live. As soon as I'm done here, I will edit the description above this video to include that link for you. Or if somebody would be so kind as to type that in the comments, tradcookschool.com slash AW045. You don't have to go there, but everything that I'm going to share today, I have a number of tips to share. Um, Everything I'm going to share today is already typed up and ready there for you. And my computer just went to screensaver, so I was losing my notes there. Um, Okay, so that's all the housekeeping notes. Now let's get to Debbie's question. So Debbie wrote in and said, I've read Nourishing Traditions. My biggest issue is that right now we simply cannot afford to eat pastured butter and pastured meat all the time. We do buy pastured meat when it's on sale. However, if we can't get it on sale, we just can't swing it. We have started cooking our foods in butter, chicken fat, and coconut oil. I also cook down our chicken bones and have broth semi-regularly. What would you suggest to a family trying to get out of debt but still wanting to eat healthfully. So that's the situation. Debbie's family is trying to get out of debt and still wanting to eat healthfully. And let me just take a quick poll here. Um, If you're on Facebook or Periscope, you can either leave a comment or hearts if you're on Periscope, but just tell me, um, are you, uh, can you relate to Debbie, either with the wanting to eat healthy on a budget part or trying to get out of debt and money's even tighter because of that? Just let me know. I'm seeing lots of hearts on Periscope. We all have lots of reasons for wanting to keep our budget tight. Um, There may be special needs, medical bills. You're getting lots of yeses. Getting out of debt, um, just the money doesn't go very far. So this is a really important issue whether or not you're trying to get out of debt. So I'm sad but glad to hear that this is relevant information for a lot of you. So I do have good news for you. Um... Oh, I'm getting yes, both. Yeah, money is tight because we're retired. All right, so I hope this is helpful. And as I'm talking, 
Um, you can share your tips in the comments. The other thing is, is if you visit the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW045, either after the fact or now, you can add your, um, your tips in the comments there. All right, so the good news is it is possible to eat healthy on a budget. This isn't going to be the same answer for everyone. The tips I'm going to be sharing today may or may not be relevant. You may already be doing them, um, or there may be some new things for you to try or to get a little better at. So I'm not expecting to change your budget overnight or uh, expecting to make it completely doable overnight. Something you want to work at and chip away at and take what... Um, works for you. And as we're, I'm getting a comment now, it's also very hard even to find some things. Yes, um, depending on where in the world you live, geographically, you have different things available to you. Your local um, you know, food situation could be very different. Um, so take what works and please share your tips. All right. I look forward to hearing from you. Um, I do want to say two things to encourage you, and this is before we get into the actual tips. First is, this is something that I hear a lot or I see a lot, I pick up on a lot, which I think we have a tendency to feel guilty about spending money on real food. So I just want to encourage everybody, don't feel guilty about it. Just because your very frugal neighbor like clips coupons and her grocery budget is only like $35 a week doesn't mean you have to feel guilty for spending more money on food. Uh, we have different priorities, and that's not to knock anybody, but if having better quality food is important to you and your family for your quality of life and your future goals and your health needs, then lose the guilt. Don't, don't feel bad that you're not clipping coupons and not you know pinching as many pennies as your $35 a week grocery budget. Neighbor. <laughs> okay. Um, I also think our convenience food society has cheapened the value of food to the point where this incurs the guilt. I mean, you have the coupon clipping neighbor, but you also have the industrial, industrialized food system and convenience foods and fast food restaurants and you know all those processed box foods. And it just conveys this message that food doesn't matter. You know, things and houses and all kinds of things matter more than the food we eat. Well, we want to tip that on its head, and we want to say that no, um, the the food we eat is important and it's worth you know spending what we can spend on it. The second point I want to make before we get to the tips is just keep in mind, um, and I know a lot of you are not in this situation. If you're part of traditional cooking school or this real food movement, then you've already um, changed your thinking about this, but uh, or you've seen the light. But I want to point it out because I think it's really important to say that even though conventional food may be shorter in the sh may be cheaper in the short term, it's not as cheap in the long term. It's not as cheap as most people think because there's a lot of problems that come along with eating poorly, and they come in the future and they have a high cost. So poor health, doctor bills, prescription medicines, lack of productivity, a low quality of life. Now some of these things cost money. Some of them cost happiness, um, but they all cost. So yeah. I, you know, our society spends not very much money on food, and they think it's so cheap. Um, but the uh, the pay, what should I say? The bill comes later for those choices. Okay, I'm glad you guys agree with me. The reason I'm mentioning these two things: one is don't feel guilty about prioritizing real food in your life and your budget, and number two, to recognize that cheap food comes with a cost later, is because we all need to make sure that we're not cutting corners in our budget 
now that we don't need to cut, only to pay the price later. You want to keep the long-term view in mind so that the choices you make right now are the absolute best, even considering things that may come down the line later. Now, Debbie has said she's trying to get out of debt, which is fabulous. We're answering Debbie's question today. I want to suggest something um, that you can take or leave, and I haven't gotten to the tips yet, but just want to plant a little bit of a seed here, that if you feel like you're sacrificing some things that are important to you in terms of the food you would buy, if you could, consider if it's possible to shuffle some of that money you're allocating to pay off debt to just a slightly larger food budget. If you can't, you can't. I'm just going to toss that out there. If it's a possibility to shuffle just some of that money. So it's just an idea to suggest, not saying it's right or wrong. It's for you to decide. Um, and even if you can't, we have a number of tips today to share to um, help you, Debbie, and all the listeners to help you eat healthy while on your tighter get-out-of-debt budget or just plain tight budget because the money has to go far. So tip number one for you um, is make instead of buy. Now, Debbie, it sounds like you're already doing these things, and I know a lot of our listeners are, so if this is repeat information, it's repeat information, but it's worth saying. Um, and maybe, just maybe, you'll realize as I give you a list here of things that you can make instead of buy, a light bulb might go off and you say, uh, <clears throat> oh, I could do that too. I'm sorry, I'm getting feedback that Periscope is quiet and I really can't um, account for that because I have my microphone plugged in right here. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. Perhaps turn the sound on at your end. So there are foods that you can make instead of buy that will save you a bunch of money. And here's the long list. By the way, we have a recipe database at Traditional Cooking School. You go to traditionalcookingschool.com recipes to get a lot of these. Um, or you might find them inside our membership. There's bread, crackers, jerky, fermented foods like sauerkraut. You can make your own herbal coffee in case you're buying a coffee substitute. You can make your own soap, your own toiletries like deodorant and toothpaste. Tomato sauce, jams, jellies, dried fruits, trail mix, granola bars, protein bars, cereals, yogurt, mayo, desserts, broth. Debbie's already making broth, she said. But those are those foods, um, not all of them, but quite a few of them tend to be foods that we as a society purchase. Well, the cost per ounce or the cost per pound is way higher if you purchase it made than if you make it yourself. Um, if you're interested in a, an herbal coffee recipe, there's a great book I recommend. Um, tradcookschool.com slash herbal coffee. If you're interested in making your own homemade yogurt, I have um, a great yogurt recipe, tradcookschool.com slash free yogurt. Um, I also have at traditionalcookingschool.com a video and a recipe for making your own homemade mayo. So again, traditionalcookingschool.com slash recipes for all the database. And the free yogurt recipe is at tradcookschool.com slash free yogurt. Um, tip number two. This is something you're going to chip away at, at a, a little bit at a time, okay? Because you only have a certain amount of this allocated for food each month, right? Well, every month, take a little bit of that and allocate it to bulk purchases. The reason is that bulk purchases of the foods that you would be, you know, eating anyway, they, you're going to pay a cheaper price per pound, you don't need to buy everything all at once in bulk, but you're just going to do a few, maybe even just one thing like a bucket of coconut oil or one bag, a bigger bag of beans or flour, but you're going to do whatever you can, allocate a small amount of your budget 
okay, I shouldn't say small, allocate whatever you feel you can every month to bulk purchases so over time you can accumulate so those savings. Um, here are foods you can buy in bulk. You can do whole half of beef or lamb or pig or whatever pastured meat. You can do bulk pantry items like coconut oil, grains, beans. You can do seasonal fruits or veggies. Um, the idea here, again, is that you're doing some bulk purchases every month, and then those go into the pantry. You eat off them for a few months, and you're going to pay a cheaper price per pound. So some of your budget every month will go toward getting more food than usual. Okay? Um, <laughs> Linda is saying, I raised 12 children. Bulk is the way to go. Yes. By the way, at traditionalcookingschool.com, we have a post, um, 14 ways to feed a large family on a small budget. So go and search for that if you do have a large family, because there will be even more tips there that uh, relate to you if you have a large family. Tip number three, watch sales. And Debbie has said she's already doing this because she goes to her local health food store and she buys pastured meats when they're on sale. Um, well, I'm going to suggest some other places. There are farm stands that may be clearing out seasonal produce, um, or instead of a health food store, maybe you have a uh, grass-fed beef farmer or a pastured poultry producer in your area and you go direct to them so your prices are better than even buying it on sale at a health food store. Um, also, your local um, meat producers may have bones or organs that you can purchase at a discount. Uh, I even put Costco, if you have Costco in your area and you're a careful shopper, I even put this in the sale category. The reason being, well, first there's a caveat, which is you have to be careful because it's easy to spend more than you intended when you come out. So you have to you know, be very choosy, go in with a shopping list and don't deviate from it. But you might consider their foods as sales. Or you might consider theirs as the previous tip, which is bulk purchases, because you're getting a large quantity, but you have to buy the things that are you would be buying in smaller quantities, but you're gonna get a bulk price and a lower price per pound. For instance, in our area, the two dozen organic egg carton is a fantastic price, or the um, or frozen organic berries, the tubs of salad green, organic salad greens, those are all fantastic prices. So I get those there at Costco. Also online, there are certain online suppliers that I would consider in the sale and or bulk category. And you get on their mailing list and they periodically have coupons, discounts. One of those is Vital Choice, which in um, our family's opinion has the best wild salmon. Um, I mean, other than if you went to Alaska and caught it yourself, and we do have friends who do that and we get a little bit of theirs every year but if you are purchasing salmon um vital choice tradcookschool.com slash vital choice is a link you can check it out but the reason i'm telling you about it is periodically if you're on their mailing list they'll email you or send you um, a coupon code and you can get 10 to 15 to 20 percent off their um, boxes of 24 cans of wild salmon and yes they are more expensive someone's pointing out but the point the point here is if if that wild salmon is a as a part of um, you know, a food you want to eat and you want to include it in your diet semi-regularly, like once a month or once a week, whatever you've chosen, that if you could use some of your money that you've allocated to bulk purchases and combine it with their discount sales, then you're going to save a ton. Um, and that's how I stock up on wild salmon once or twice a year is I use their discount code. Tip number four, choose the cheaper form. Um, so this let me give you the examples it'll probably explain it and tell you what i mean here so protein 
If eggs for you in your area are the cheapest form of protein, eat lots of eggs. Um, if organic chicken is cheaper than pastured beef, eat chicken and make sure you uh, eat the whole thing to make it go as far as possible to the broth. Uh, milk. If you're buying raw milk, maybe some, and you're you know drinking some of it and you're culturing some of it, maybe consider buying a lower quality milk uh, for your culturing because when you culture, you make milk better. So that may cut into your raw milk um, uh, expenditure. Uh, and, and again, I'm not advocating like not I'm not saying I think you guys know what I mean. I'm trying to help you come up with ideas to make conscious choices about where you will and won't spend your money. So I'm giving you options. I'm not saying that, you know, if it's an ideal world and you had enough to spend on raw milk that you would go and buy a lower quality of milk. No, you would if you could, you would do all your dairy with raw milk. But let's say you can't. Then, well, use a lower quality milk for your culturing. That's what I'm suggesting as an option to consider. Uh, if you're making your own mayo, which number one, your mayonnaise, if you make it yourself, is going to be less expensive than if you purchase. It's also way better for you. <laughs> and in my opinion, it's easier to make your own than to add it to a shopping list and wait and go to the store and deal with store. But anyway, in your mayo, use less expensive oils and more delicious. <laughs> exactly. Use less expensive oils. So my favorite oil to use in mayo is avocado oil, but it's so expensive. So what I do is I use a bit of avocado oil, like one-fourth avocado oil, and the rest of the recipe I'll use olive oil or expeller-pressed grapeseed oil. Um, now your baking or cooking fat, uh, what is less ex least expensive for you in your area that's quality? So is it butter or coconut oil? Or Debbie mentioned chicken fat. She's using chicken fat. We'll use whatever is the cheapest. Um, and again, Debbie, it sounds like you're already doing this. So that was tip number four to use the cheaper form. You could probably come up with more examples and more ways to do this. It was just some, um, some ideas for you. Tip number five do without. Do you know if you do without, you save all kinds of money. I'm totally going through this right now because um, we are in the middle of a move <laughs> and we've been in our current home for more than 10 years. And um, I'm sorting through 10 years of stuff. And, and I'm not necessarily talking about food here. I'm talking about possessions. And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, we've wasted so much because thought we needed this and we didn't or anyway so do without I have personally committed myself if there's something that I want to purchase I'm gonna like wait a couple weeks and see if I really need it <laughs> I really can't wait, live without it or maybe even longer than a couple weeks but the idea here is you're gonna save elsewhere in your budget so you have more available for your quality food now I know maybe in your case Debbie that um if you do without in places in your budget, you might want to allocate that to paying off your debt. Well, maybe some of it can go to debt and some of it could increase your food budget a little bit. Just an idea for you. Um, and Terry is mentioning on Facebook a good comment um, that is not one of my tips, so I'm just going to say it here, throw it in here. Terry says, if you can't do organic, still do whole foods. Just choosing whole foods over processed foods right off the bat saves you money. You can also look at the Dirty Dozen list on the Environmental Working Group to see which, if you're talking about fruits and vegetables, which are the, the uh, most contaminated with pesticides if purchased conventionally, and just make sure don't buy those conventional, but the others you may choose to buy conventional. 
So um, to keep explaining this, so do without, you're going to save elsewhere in your budget so you have more available for quality food. Here are some places that you could consider um, cutting back. Maybe you've already done this, Debbie, but I'll still go, go through with it. Um, eating out, entertainment, which includes, I mean, in this day and age, remember when growing up we had to like go to Blockbuster and bring a DVD home or <sighs> VHS tapes. Well, today you can go to Amazon and you can just click a button and rent a movie for $5.99. Well, how many movies are we renting that are so easy off the internet? I mean, it's so easy and it takes so much less effort that maybe most people tend to do it more than they ever did. I don't know, but that's one place you could do without. Um, extra trips to town. Uh, you'll save on gas if you combine all your shopping trips into one day a week or once every other week. You also, those impulse trips, you tend to spend more and buy things that maybe you'd regret later. So if you just consolidate your trips and you make less trips into town, you're going to save on gas and you will probably spend less money overall on stuff. Uh, you'll spend less money like, I'm really hungry, let's go through Subway. You'll spend less money on, you know, you forgot to pack a water bottle and so you're at a store and so you spend a dollar or two dollars on a water bottle. You see what I mean? If you don't, if you're not out, you don't, um, you don't have that just incidental expenses that eat into your budget. So stay home more. Um, buy used instead of new. So whatever purchases you're making for your family, you know, look on Craigslist or eBay or See if you can find it used. And if you're in a state that charges sales tax, you also won't be paying sales tax, I don't think, in addition to just saving money on the purchase because it's purchased used. Um, another thing is don't use paper or plastic products. Plastic products? <laughs> so choose reusables like cloth or metal or glass, uh, depending on the use. You know, instead of um, you know disposable water bottles, Get your, get, you know, you can use mason jars. <laughs> we have a tutorial on uh, traditionalcookingschool.com for a DIY. Um, 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 it's where you can drill a hole and put a grommet in a canning jar lid and insert a straw. So you can make your own mason jar drinking cup. Um, very, very cheap. So you could do that instead of disposable water bottles. Um, and that, that'll save a ton of money, like over buying stainless steel water bottles, for instance. Um, cloth napkins, like you could watch. We do this. I watch for sales at the fabric store, and that's when I buy the linen that I use to make my own cloth napkins. And we have a basket, and they're pretty colors. And um, I just, I love washing them and folding them and setting them out because I just use a bunch of different colors. And there's no, there's no, like, nothing to throw away. And you just wash. Um, anyway, so see if you can cut back on disposable items, whatever they are. Uh, if you've got children in diapers, cloth diapers over disposables. Tip number six. We are at tip number six. This is the last one I have to share with you. I think this is a longer Ask Wardy than usual. Uh, batch cooking. Uh, if you batch cook and you freeze for later, your family is less likely to eat out or turn to convenience foods, which is going to save you money. And also, this is going to save you time. Batch cooking saves you time. Um, I'm not going to go into this too much now because I have an online event I want to invite you to this weekend um, to, that will introduce you to the concept of batch cooking. And we're going to feature the slow cooker or the instant pot. Um, your question is really timely with this event, Debbie. So I want to invite you and everybody else here to join me. And I'm partnering up with Once a Month Meals. 
for a September, it's called the September Virtual Cooking Weekend. It's happening this weekend and there's three different parts to it. So there's a giveaway and I will edit the post above plus the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW045 also already has links to these, but on Facebook, I'll edit the post above when I disconnect here with these links if you'd like to go there. So there's a giveaway of an instant pot, um, a membership to once a month meals, uh, six copies of my pressure cooking ebook package. And, and the link to that is tradcookschool.com slash PC giveaway. Uh, we have a live cooking event on Facebook and you do need to <clears throat> at least RSVP to that in order to enter the giveaway. So a link to the Facebook event is tradcookschool.com slash cooking weekend FB, all one word. And the third part of this, <clears throat> excuse me, virtual cooking weekend is a mini menu featuring traditional cooking school recipes. And I will be on Facebook Live on Saturday on the Once a Month Meals page, um, walking you through doing some batch cooking with a slow cooker slash instant pot. So I'd love you to grab the recipes and you go to tradcookschool.com slash TCS mini menu, which is all one word. Again, these links will be ready for you at the show notes. Um, but you go there. The recipes are free that we'll be cooking through, so you can download the recipes. Uh, what you do when you go to that link is you click cook this menu, and then you'll go to a page where you find all the parts of the menu. Now, the recipes are free, and that's what we'll be cooking along. If you want the additional things like the prep and the shopping list and whatever that once a month meals has put together into a menu menu package, mini menu package, then you do need to be a member of once a month meals. But you can cook along even with the recipes. So go ahead and do that. And then what you want to do is RSVP to the Facebook event so that when I go live, you'll be notified um, and we will do some cooking together this uh, Saturday. So coming up. So hopefully you're checking out this Ask Gordy now and in the next few days um, when the replay is up so that you can join in on the fun. Uh, it'll be really fun. I look forward to seeing you all there. Okay, so I think that's it. We'll just do a quick wrap up, wrap up here. With eating healthy on the budget, the tips were to make instead of buy, allocate money each month to bulk purchases, watch sales, choose the cheaper form, do without, which we could all do more of, and batch cooking. And to tell you more about batch cooking, be sure to check out the uh, virtual cooking weekend coming up soon. Check out the links at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW045. And I see a lot of you are already um, planning to attend the event. All right. Well, God bless you all. Thanks so much for coming to Ask Wardy. Uh, you can submit a question to future episodes by using uh, my hashtag Ask Wardy and tweeting me at Tradcook School. You can also send an email to Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E -E, at AskWardy.tv. Thank you all so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy, or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me on Facebook. Go to tradcookschool.com slash Facebook. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. When you get there, refresh the page until you see the live video playing. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. 
If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.